All right. Um, just want to thank the, you know, today's a, is, is Father's Day, and just want to thank all the fathers um, uh, for today, and just you know their influence, their impact on our lives. They're integral to our success in growing up and learning how to treat other people. Today, it's interesting, we're celebrating, uh, we're, we're, we're jumping into the scripture and we're celebrating fathers. We're also going to be diving in to scripture, uh, uh, John 14, 7 through uh, 14, uh, where Jesus is talking about knowing his father. Uh, so a little bit about me, uh, you know, I appreciate Dan's intro introduction, but uh, we're fairly new New, new members here. Most of y'all probably don't even know me at all. My wife and Melinda. Melinda and I have uh, been married 35 years. We moved here just this last uh, last year in September. Uh, we're, we're, so we're very new. We remember since at the, it's this, this church uh, since January. Uh, so wanted just to give you a little little background. And so how in the heck am I here today in front of you? So we're at Two or three weeks ago, we're at, uh, at, at Refuel and Cliff, and we happen to sit at a table where Cliff is uh, sitting, and we're sitting there talking with him. And he goes, hey, Pat, would you be interested in preaching on the, on the 18th? And oh, by the way, it's Father's Day. And I said, uh, uh, yeah, that, I mean, he, he knew I was interested in preaching. Uh, but, you know, I was a little, a little caught aback. And I said, well, I assume you want me to preach on John. Uh, do you know where you're going to be? And he said, oh, uh, let me look at it, and I'll let you know tomorrow. Uh, so he let me know the next day. Um, and he told me it was the John 14, 7 through 14. I grabbed my Bible, uh, and I looked at it, and I go, oh, my goodness. You know, let me just look at my Bible and find that verse, uh, those verses, and, and looked at it. And I read it, and then I saw in, the script, in, the, in that scripture in John uh, 7, 14, I go, this is great stuff. It's going to be right perfect with uh, the scripture we're talking about. Uh, and, you know, appropriate for Father's Day. Uh, and, and so then just a little lanyop. Any Cajuns in here? Any, anybody know what lanyop means? Uh, a few. Not, not a lot, but a few. And so lanyop is a little something extra. So I'm going to give you a little something extra here. Uh, no problem. This is just, this is free. Uh, my Bible, which my in-laws who are here today, this Bible I got in 2004 uh, on my birthday. Uh, several years back, uh, uh, I noticed a tear in my Bible and that the, the page was torn. And so I spent time and I go, I don't want to lose that little piece of page. And I taped it back real carefully. And would you be amazed to know that that part of the Bible was John 14, 10, page 748 of my Bible, and that was there. So God, you know, hand, had, my, had his hand on my life and others, not just me. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Lord, thank you uh, for this wonderful music uh, and the opportunity to worship you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for communicating to us uh, through your word, through events that are leading us to you, uh, Lord. Thank you for being the good, good father. Thank you, Lord, for, the, for communicating through 
other people, through your son, through circumstances in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as we dive into your word uh, and, uh, and I bring forth this word, may uh, the words that I, I, I speak be pleasing uh, to your ears, uh, be helpful for others, and may they certainly be your words. Thank you, Lord, uh, for prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your son. Thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. Amen. Uh, so just a quick review uh, from where Cliff was uh, last week, um, uh, just to catch us all up, we were talking about, he was talking about uh, John four, uh, 14, 1 through 6. Some of that, we're, most of that we're fairly familiar with, um, but I'm going to just join us just for a moment uh, in John 5. Thomas had said to Jesus, sorry, my Deal's trying to pop out of my mouth. Deal there. Okay. Um, we don't know where we're going. How can we know the way? And then in 4.16, uh, which everybody knows, real popular scripture, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is saying he is the way. If you, know, if you want to know the way to the Father, you have to come through the Son. Trust Jesus. I've titled this lesson, uh, Knowing the Father. I'm going to read John uh, 14, 7 through 9 now. All right, there we go. Let's see if I can do this from here. I didn't realize how what that how what how big that would be. If you had known if, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Then in nine, Jesus said to him, now Jesus is speaking. Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not, not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? He's a little bit frustrated. I know I would have been. Jesus uses eight times, count them eight times, known, know, seen, show in that scripture. Jesus is saying, you don't know me, nor my father. Jesus, well, that got loud. Sorry about that. Um, Jesus is, is, came to us to make the father known. He is making it clear he is God. Then in 8, verse 8, Philip joins the dialogue. And I, this is sort of funny, I, I feel like. So Philip joins in all of a sudden. Uh, with the other, other apostles, and after he's already been talking, Jesus was talking to Thomas in hopes that Jesus will show us the Father, God, the Lord. Philip didn't understand what he was asking. He wasn't remembering when God was talking to Moses and said, God, no man should see my face and live, Exodus thirty-three twenty. Actually seeing God could have consequences. 
For some of us, we may not have known our fathers. My father divorced my mom when I was five. I was the youngest of three. My father and his wife lived, in, in my entire life, other than till I was five, always lived in a different state that I lived, uh, which was frustrating for sure. You know, I might see them a few times, uh, you know, every several years, you know, or maybe once, usually at Christmas. Then as an adult, I came to know my father and ultimately forgave him, and my, you know, for the, leaving my mother and my, my sister and my brother. Our son Cade, I'm sorry, he's not here today, uh, he's working, developed a, a great relationship with my father, and that helped heal the wounds that I had from my father. And so I'm, I'm grateful for him. You know, I'm thankful that, uh, you know, I was able to later over time forgive my father uh, for those things. Relating to Jesus is easy. And just Jesus, and I'm going to define three, you know, Jesus is an easy term to relate to for me. Uh, his, his being is, being, is easy. He was sinless, hung out with sinners, died for our sins, and rose for the grave. Similarly, relating to God, God is easier for me, but more terrifying because we know he brings judgment. God the Father, on the other hand, was more difficult for me because of my relationship uh, and the hole he had left in my life. Thanks to several men in my life, they filled that father hole. My father-in-law, who's here today, uh, Fred Weaver, is one of those men. I learned a lot from his dad, Medford. And uh, they were a great blessing to me, and I know to him and his, their kids and grandkids. Ultimately, I learned that being a father isn't about or because of biology. It's about aligning your head and your heart with God. Get to know his word and continue growing in your knowledge of him and of God. We don't want to be believers uh, that don't hear the word. Being people that know the Lord is important. Spend daily time with the Lord in the word. This is the best way you can truly know God this will help unleash his spirit to speak with us. We can spend a lot of time knowing, uh, time knowing someone and not know them. Disciples didn't understand Jesus' deity. They didn't understand that knowing him was knowing God. Their minds had the knowledge, but their devotion was not transferring to their heads. Knowing the word and know the word and make God, make knowing God the greatest priority in our life. We, the next, next, there you go. Does God think you hear his voice? Next slide, please. Now I'm going to read 1410. 
Do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I, don't, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in, in me does the works. Believe me that I am the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Next slide, please. Words matter. The Father was giving Jesus the words to say. Jesus urges his disciples to believe him based on his works. If they couldn't believe, believe him based on his word. Jesus had performed many miracles in the presence of the disciples. Miracles means works. The works Jesus did are in reality the Father's works. Jesus' words were true with his heart, the heart of his actions. As a husband, as a father, as a, and a friend, I've said things I wish I shouldn't have said or wouldn't have said. The tongue is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. We need to choose our words wisely like Jesus did. Be patient, kind, loving. Know that people are always listening and watching. Be careful what you say and do. What we teach can be good or bad. We want to teach them in the way of the Lord. We don't want to pass on things that don't allow them to be the fragrance of Christ. This also applies to everyone that we know and encounter in life. Let our speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that they will know how you, how you ought to respond. Does God think you choose your words wisely? And now John 14, 12 through 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, I will do also. And greater works, greater works than these, he will do. Because I go to, the, to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Works matter. Jesus wants them to pay attention. He wants us to pay attention where we're, he has something important to say. Uh, in the New King James, he uses most assuredly. For those that use, have the, new, the NIV, he uses truly, truly to get our attention and to say it's very important. In the King James, he uses very, very that they will do even greater works, miracles, than he. Sorry, I lost my place. Greater works isn't a promise just for the apostles. It's a promise to all believers. To, 
to do even greater works than Jesus. Hard to believe. Healing the sick, multiplying the bread, raising the dead. Jesus is talking about the future after he, he's died. He's, he, he died, risen from the grave and with his father and until he returns. Again, he's talking about the future, the apostles' future and our future. So how, how do we, how do we here do greater works than Jesus? Jesus was speaking of his words and his works. His works lead people to faith in him. You and I will do, have an opportunity to do works that lead people to Christ. That is greater works. Also, a parallel scripture uh, from Paul in Ephesians 2.10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I love that verse. Paul is saying we are his works of art in that we'll do greater works because of the Father's indwelling Holy Spirit. An example of greater works in my life. Uh, Give me just a second here. Mm. I didn't grow up going to church. In 1981, I was 16 years old, and through FCA, I started going uh, to a Bible study uh, after church or after uh, after school. Um, and it was it was all athletes. Uh, my mom got me my first Bible. Then I still have it. She had put the little tabs, or she bought me the little tabs because I didn't know I, I didn't grow up going to church, so I didn't I didn't know all that. Cliff talked about Billy Graham last week, and so it made me think of Billy Graham. So in 1981, uh, through our FCA group, uh, they said, "Hey, we're going to see Billy Graham. Uh, would y'all, whoever wants to go, we're taking a bus." And I said, "Oh my goodness, that'll be great." get to go see Billy Graham at Rice Stadium. That's where the Super Bowl had been before it, the first Super Bowl at Rice Stadium in Houston. There were around 20,000 people there that night. His message was simple. If anybody has, and, and I mean it's really simple, uh, and I'm going to read it uh, from Psalm 102. Two, ver two, two, two verses, six and seven. I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I lie awake. I am like a sparrow alone on the housetop. These were all things that are out of place. All things that don't belong alone. They were lost. I was like that bird. I was lost. At the end, he had an invitation, and I wanted to go down. A few from our group actually went down. Some of us put, you know, hey, you're going to go down? You're gonna, and I didn't, choose, I didn't go down. I felt God, God's call for me at that time, but I didn't respond. Then roll the clock forward. It's always ticking. 1987, 
I met my wife and started going to church regularly. Then in 1988, I believed and was baptized. Praise God. When someone has a great father, they come to know Christ through their father. I would be remiss, even on Father's Day today, to not be grateful for the many women that were instrumental in their husbands coming to know Christ. God had plans for me from the very beginning. He has plans for each of us. I was part of the greater works that were going on that he had that other people had done. The FCA leader, Billy Graham, those that responded, my wife, her family, many other greater works we do may not feel greater at the time, but just let God work. He is at work directing our steps. Does God think you are doing greater works? Y'all are ready for me probably to land the plane at this point. And so prayer matters is my last point. 13 and 14 are the verses we're covering here. Jesus gives us another promise. He is providing a pathway of hope for believers. He promises to act in response to our prayers. He doesn't mean... Uh, he doesn't, this doesn't mean our prayers will always be answered fast or answered favorably. But recall, we all know the song, you know, Garth Brooks' lyrics. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Also, the word anything should not be taken in the absolute context. Jesus says, if you ask in my name, Jesus would not ask for things that don't bring glory, don't glorify the Father. Our prayers need to be appropriate and follow the model Jesus uh, used and detailed in his word. Our prayers need to be bold and hopeful. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God uh, for you. Pray like Jesus, the apostles and the others from the Bible. Commit yourself to prayer every morning for two weeks and just watch what happens. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And keep praying, knowing it brings him glory. It's worship to his ears. And the final question, does your prayer life please God? We started with Jesus responding to Thomas. And we're going to turn the pages a few forward to John 20, 24 through 26. Jesus had appeared with apostles after he had risen. And Thomas, Thomas, Thomas wasn't with them. Then eight days later, Thomas told them, he would not believe unless he is able to touch Jesus, to put his fingers in Jesus' body. Thomas was still struggling to believe. Then Jesus appears again with Thomas and the disciples and says, Peace to you. 
Then he says to Thomas, reach your fingers here. Look at my hands and reach your, your hands here and put, put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. And Thomas answered, my Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, as we all know, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Thomas, Philip, the other disciples, finally transformed in their heads to their hearts. Do you feel like a bird that is out of place, alone, lost in the wilderness of life on this earth? Commit your life to Jesus, the good, good Father. Allow Him to transform your life. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, just thank you for prayer. Uh, thank you for your, your word again. Thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you have. Thank you for our fathers. Uh, thank you for the mentors that we have that have helped us to become good fathers. Thank you for being the good, good father. Thank you for your son. Help us to follow the example of your son. Help us to truly desire to know you and to know you more so we can experience the peace and joy in believing. Allow your words to impact our hearts and minds and produce fruit. Help us to accomplish greater things, greater works in this life, sharing the gospel with others and being good examples of your son. And may our prayers always be worship to your ears. I pray that if there's anyone here uh, that needs the prayers of the church, a confession, or is ready to commit their life to knowing you and your son, would please come and stand as we sing. Amen.